0: Welcome to the Kingdom Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Anderson, and I help exhausted moms put an end to what's stressing them so they can regain control of their life. Be sure to check out our popular free training, The Ultimate Mom Binder, at kingdommompodcast.com. And be sure to join our free Facebook group, Mom Binder Masters. Also, we offer a paid online coaching community. If you need life coaching as a mom, we offer an affordable option To help you live the life you want. You ready to take back your territory, Kingdom Mom? Let's begin. Hey, hey, Kingdom Moms, and welcome back to another episode of the Kingdom Mom podcast. It's me, Lindsay, and I actually want to start off this episode with a bit of an announcement. So I actually talked about this recently in our paid coaching community, in our group coaching. Um, I announced it there, and so now I would like to kind of announce it to everyone, Um, and that is that we are actually changing a little bit of the structure of how Kingdom Mom as a company, how we work. And so many of you know, and it's actually, you can go read about it on the website. When Kingdom Mom started, um, it was meant to be like life coaching. And it was meant to be that, um, you know, I was going to kind of be sharing what I had paid so much money. I literally paid tens of thousands of dollars to learn some of these things. And I was mentored and coached by um, Christian uh, leaders and um, learned lots and lots of really, really great things things. And so it was me kind of sharing all of those things that I had learned. And we had a certain price point when we started and then a, a year ago, a, almost exactly a year ago, we decided to make Kingdom Mom more affordable. And then, throughout the year, uh, we decided to make Kingdom Mom more of a mission versus a business, and make it. Um, I don't like to use the word ministry because I feel like that's saying something about myself that I don't necessarily want to say about myself. Like I wouldn't call myself like I don't. I just don't feel like I'm up there with like um, those kind of teachers that are more in a ministry. But uh, we we decided to make Kingdom Mom more of a mission, and it's going to be kingdom moms coming together. And all of the profits of kingdom mom are now going to the poor, the widow and the orphan. So nobody's taking a profit from kingdom mom. Um, We are paying like employees and contractors that we use to, um, you know, do things like edit this podcast. And um, we still are going to have to pay for things like hosting this podcast and running a website and different things like that. Um, but there, but all of the profits over and above any of the expenses are now going to the poor, the widow, and the orphan. So uh, one thing that that, or several things that that does is number one, that allows us to do a lot of great things and help a lot of people throughout the world. But it also creates an opportunity for us to bring in more teachers and so we actually um right now we I'm the only one really teaching inside of our Kingdom Mom community. Um a lot of it is my content. But now we're going to actually be able to bring in more wise women, um matriarchs of families to come in and teach valuable lessons and answer questions biblically. Um inside of our coaching community. So we actually already have, um, one person who's going to be coming in, um, and teaching in our, uh, live coaching community. So if you're not a part of Kingdom Mom, um, we have lots of free resources, so please don't feel like you ever have to pay anything to get um, good content and good coaching from Kingdom Mom. We have the podcast, which is obviously absolutely free. You're listening to it right now. We also have our free Facebook group, Mom Binder Masters, and we have lots of free content inside of there. What I'm talking about is if you would like to be a part of the paid community, it's twenty five dollars a month or $275 for a year. So if you'd rather pay yearly versus monthly, you can. I say, think of it as like a club membership, um, and your club membership goes to feeding the poor and the widow and the orphan, okay? So, um, but it's a really great thing. Now, you might say, why isn't it just free? Well, number one, we couldn't really take care of a lot of widows and orphans. If we did that, we couldn't pay for our website. We couldn't do those things if it was free. Um, But also, one valuable lesson that I learned early on in um, all of the mentoring that I was getting is that sometimes when you really, really want to change, your heart really needs to be in it, right? And sometimes even just a small sacrifice, even if it's like a dollar, right? Just having to put a little bit of skin in the game holds you more accountable. If you're paying $25 for something, you're going to actually listen to it, (laughs) right? How many of you um, have ever like joined something, you're like, oh, that's gonna be really good, but you never actually sat down and listened to everything and watched the videos and did all of it. But if you're paying, right, if you have like some skin in the game, you're actually going to listen to it, and you might actually be more likely to apply it into your life. Is because there's some sort of pain involved, if you will. I feel like that's a terrible way to say it, but there's a little bit of pain. Like you're, it's it's just like spending cash versus swiping a credit card, right? It's more painful to spend cash, and so you're much more. Um, thoughtful about where you're spending your money, when you're spending cash versus swiping a credit card. There's no pain with a credit card. And so it's that that same concept of like, if I have to make a small sacrifice for this, I'm actually going to probably get more out of it. So that is why why it's a paid coaching community. So if you would like to learn more about how to join that, you can go to kingdommompodcast.com and there is a link to where you can go and become a member and you can decide if you do monthly or yearly and then we have a special Facebook group for people who are members of that we also have a like months and months and months worth of content online that you can listen to uh calls and videos and different things like that, that you can watch and listen. Um, But then we also have a special Facebook group. And inside of that group, we do live coaching twice a month. And that is where we'll be having other teachers come in and share their wisdom. And I'm so excited about it. (laughs) I'm excited to learn. I feel like I'm going to learn some things too. So and we'd love to see you in there. Now, today in the podcast, thanks for hanging in there if you hung in there. <laughs> but today in the podcast, we are going to be talking about the concept of being a matriarch. And this is really one of the fundamental things that we teach in Kingdom Mom, right? So, Kingdom Mom in its name, is indicating that we're not just a a mom we're not a worldly mom we're not just somebody who gave birth or adopted a child into our family right we are a kingdom mom kingdom is the adjective that we are using right so what does that mean obviously that means that we are a mom inside god's kingdom and that looks a lot different so one of the first things that we try to teach when it comes to motherhood is changing your idea about what being a mom really means. Because the world defines a mom, right? And they're even trying to change the definition of that to birthing people, right? <laughs> the The definition of a mom is simply somebody who has children, right? That's a mom, right? Um, and you can be a mom, right? you can be a mom but not really be a mother, right? And definitely not be a matriarch. So, thinking about how what what's the difference when you think of these two words in your head? Mom sounds very basic, right? Whereas matriarch there's more weight to that word. There language is important and naming things is important, right? Mom has a certain uh, connotation to it; it has a certain basic thing to it, right? Whereas matriarch has more depth. There's more meaning uh, to the word matriarch. The matri a matriarch doesn't just have children; she is the leader, right, of an entire family, right? And when we look biblically at some of these women in the Bible. Right, they were matriarchs, right? So, uh, you know, you can look at Abraham, right, and he was the patriarch of a great family, but Sarah was the matriarch of that family, and she played a very, very important role. Another one, my favorite one, my kids and I actually just finished reading the book of Ruth. Ruth is a perfect example of a matrix. If you go read the book of Ruth, which I would encourage you to do after this, um, the Bible Project also has a really great YouTube video about the book of Ruth. I encourage you to listen to that as well. But if you look at Ruth, right, she wasn't even an an Israelite. She was a Moabite, I believe. She wasn't even an Israelite. But she married into an Israelite family. She married Boaz, right? And if you look at these two characters in the book of Ruth, they show good character, right? They show good character, not based on their own feelings, not based on their own ideas, but they, they have good character in terms of what God has commanded in the Torah, And they show good character throughout the entire book. And because they choose good character, they give birth to a son, right? And because they choose good character, that son, right, is like the great, 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 great grandfather of Jesus, right? And so uh, the line of David is birthed out of those two people coming together and having good character because out of the out of Ruth's descendants so she was the matriarch of the family that bore Jesse who then bore David the king of Israel who then God made a covenant with David that the Messiah would come through David's line and so if you follow this genealogy back It's like the the decision of these people affected generations and them choosing to be, have noble character affected generations. And really the all of humanity was affected by the decisions that these two made, not from their feelings, right? But from God's truth and they chose good character. They chose to be people of noble character. And in the Bible, we see that, well, if you read in the book of Exodus, right? God talks about this. He talks about, you know, what some people would call generational curses versus generational blessing. Okay. But essentially what it says is, um, you know, that uh, he would curse unto the third and fourth generation of those who hate him right? But he shows a mercy unto a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments, right? And so in God's word, there's a promise there, and this is a key thing. It's that those who love him, their descendants will be blessed unto a thousand generations I don't know the exact quote, but there's a quote out there that essentially talks about how a good person plants a tree and the shade of that tree they will never actually experience. The shade of that tree will be experienced by generations that come after them, right? So when you think about matriarch, right, it changes your thought process because you're not just looking at your kids. And I see this, um, I saw it in myself until I learned this lesson, but I see this with a lot of moms today, especially even Christian moms, right? right? We see our duty as to our children, right? And making sure that we, you know, raise good children who are good people in the world. But the truth is, is that we are to raise and go make disciples, not make Jesus followers, okay, which we're to make disciples. And what do disciples do, right? They know they know God, but they also make him known. So our job is to create a ripple effect. Our job isn't just to make sure that our children are Christians. Our job is to make sure that they're going to teach their kids to also be Christians, right? Our job is to make sure that their grandchildren are going to be Christians. And so I actually, I sat down with my 11 year old recently and I explained this and I explained to her my duty as a matriarch of this family is that my duty was not just to her, right? That my duty was to her great grandchildren. And my duty was to make sure that she is going to rise up. And if she decides to have children someday, that she will be the matriarch of that family, and that she will also take on that commitment and that responsibility to turn her grandchildren into Christians. And how is she going to do that? By making sure she teaches those same lessons to her children. And this truly is how God's word, I mean, back in in the good old days, back in the olden days, I don't know if they were good old days, but (laughs) the back, you know, um, you know, Jesus didn't have a Bible. I mean, he they had scrolls in the synagogues where they could read Torah, but they didn't have a Bible, right? And so stories, the Torah was passed down generation to generation. It was preserved that way, right? And so our job is the same for our children. Our job is to pass this down and make sure that it survives through the generations. And when you, when you think, it, and that's more your filter of which you're viewing the world, right? We all view our world with different lenses. And if that's how you view motherhood, and if you view it as you are the matriarch and this is your responsibility, you parent differently. You make different decisions. You take... Um, you take certain things more seriously, right? See, some of these relationships that your children are creating with friends, right? Significant others, right? These relationships, keep in mind, they will impact generations. So sometimes, okay, I'm going to take kind of an extreme example. And some of y'all, this one might, this one might, uh, irk you a little bit. <laughs> I'm just going to warn you. <laughs> if it irks you, that might be a conviction that you're having. And so I would just like lean into that, right? But like, let's say that your friend or that your daughter has a friend or your son, right? They have this friend and this friend is like not necessarily a good influence, right? But you are allowing that friendship to continue, right? You're, you're allowing, um, that exposure to this person to, this friend or whatever to continue, right? Because you're like, well, if I, if I, you know, cut this off, then they might, you know, just want to hang out with them more or whatever. You have whatever your reasons are, right? But I'm going to ask you to think about, are you thinking in terms of just your child? or Are you thinking in terms of their great grandchildren? Okay. When you are teaching your children about, Uh, romantic relationships and you're teaching your children about who they're going to marry someday, are you thinking just about your child or are you thinking about their great grandchildren? Right? Because when you think in terms of generations, right, the standards get a little bit higher. The standards for how you act even become a little bit higher when you think about the fact that you are modeling not just for your children, but the things that you teach your children, they will teach to theirs and so on and so forth for many years after you. And friends, we we are responsible for the generations after us. We're responsible for what we leave. We're responsible for what legacy we leave and what lessons we leave. They say when a man dies, I can't remember where I read this. When a man dies, so does a library of knowledge, right? What library are you going to make sure gets left? Don't let that library die with you, right? What library are you leaving for the generations after you? Now, I could go on for a long time (laughs) about matriarchs and we talk about it a ton in kingdom mom and we talk about kingdom just even the the concept of being in a kingdom and if we look in scripture and it talks about how we are co-heirs with christ and it talks about how we are god's children and um i'll share quickly how i learned this this light bulb aha moment that took me to God's word and maybe dig into this a little bit more. But I remember when Abigail, my oldest, she's 11 now, but when she was like four, okay, she used to wear princess dresses all the time. She wanted to be Elsa Okay, she wanted to be Anna and Elsa from Frozen, and she loved that movie. And she wanted to dress up like a princess all the time. And the Christian group that I was a, a part of at that time, and I was—I would say that I was still learning all about everything and theology and all of that. But the group that I was with at the time, I felt like if they knew my kid was. Um, Idolizing a Disney princess that they would judge me. Okay, that's that's the level that I was at currently at that point in my life. Right, And <clears throat> I was worried that they were going to judge me for allowing my child to idolize a Disney princess, and so I was kind of like, oh yeah, my kid, you know, she kind of like she. I was really like timid about it when I was explaining it. I was like, she wants to wear the Disney princesses all the time, and I know I shouldn't let her, but blah 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 blah. And this wise woman said to me she stopped me in my tracks and she's like of course she wants to dress like a princess she is one her father is the king of the entire universe and when your daddy's a king that makes you a princess and I was just it was like this aha moment for me and I was like oh yeah I guess that does like logically follow like you know (laughs) if your dad's the king That makes you a princess, right? And so I actually dug into God's word about what that means and what it means to be a co-heir with Christ and how we've been called sons and daughters of the Most High God and what does that mean, right? And not only what does that mean in terms of our inheritance, right, but there's also a responsibility that comes from being a princess of the universe, right? So in Kingdom Mom, we kind of have this saying that I'm princess of everything, right? (laughs) When you're a princess of everything, because really you are, right? Your father is the king of everything. That makes you a princess of everything, right? And so we talk about the responsibility of being a part of a royal family, right? It's not just about the perks there's lots of perks that come with being royalty, right? We can see that from our models that we can view in the world, right? If we look at, I, I uh, often talk about British royalty when we're, when we're thinking of examples. So Princess Kate, right? P- Princess Catherine, excuse me. Catherine is much more sophisticated. Princess Catherine, right? And we talk about her <clears throat> and what her responsibility is, Right. So it's not just about you get to wear all the fancy clothes and it's not just about the inheritance that you get, but it's also about the responsibility and um, duty, right, that comes with that title. If we choose to walk in it and you can see, and this didn't, this was, you know, after kingdom mom started, we see like, um, Prince Harry, for example, that h- him and his wife decided to step away from the Royal family and granted they're not, uh, they're talking about the kingdom of great Britain there or the United kingdom, excuse me. And you know what? I know, I know some of y'all who live in the UK, you're like, Lindsay, you didn't say that right. I'm sorry. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm American. I don't know how it goes. Please forgive me. But (laughs) but um, they actually stepped away. Right. And And that's that's a worldly kingdom. Right. But we have that same choice in the kingdom of God in in the heavenly places. Right. We have that same choice to make. Like, do we want to be in this role? or do we not want to be in this role? We are given free will. We can step away if we want to, right? But if we choose to be a kingdom mom, a matriarch, if we choose to be a princess in this kingdom, right? What are those duties? And one of the duties of Princess Catherine, right? Is to, she's literally, she gave birth to the future king of England. Right. So not only that, her job is to raise the future King of England to be the future King of England. Right. But also, you know, she's raising a group of children that are going to have to step into those royal roles. Right. And so now how much more important, you know, that's a worldly kingdom that we're just using as an example. How much more important is the kingdom of God? And we are raising the future royal family of the kingdom of God, right? And then they got to raise the future royal family of the kingdom of God. And so we talk about kingdom mom, about putting on your crown and thinking in terms of royalty you see, in our worldly, fleshly space, right? We don't see those things. We don't see that we wear a crown, right? We don't see that we're a matriarch. We can't see it. But if we, if we think on heavenly things, right? If we think on heavenly things, we are. That that's the role that we are in, and it's a matter of will. We step up and live our life as if we are actually a matriarch. You are a matriarch of a family, whether you like that or not, right? What kind of matriarch will you be? We'll see you next time. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Kingdom Mom Podcast. Don't forget to check out our free training, The Ultimate Mom Binder at KingdomMomPodcast.com. See you next time, Kingdom Mom.